0: August 1st, Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 22. We, Paul and other Christians, may know that these things make no difference, but we cannot just go ahead and do them to please ourselves. We must be considerate of the doubts and fears of those who think these things are wrong. We should please others. If we do what helps them, we will build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't please himself. As the scriptures say, those who insult you are also insulting me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. They give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, each with the attitude of Christ Jesus toward the other. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So accept each other, just as Christ has accepted you. Then God will be glorified. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises He made to their ancestors. And He came so the Gentiles might also give glory to God for His mercies to them. This is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, I will praise you among the Gentiles, I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice, O you Gentiles, along with his people the Jews. And yet again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, praise him, all you people of the earth. And the prophet Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hopes on him. So I pray that God, who gives you hope, will keep you happy and full of peace as you believe in Him. May you overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am fully convinced, dear brothers and sisters, that you are full of goodness. You know these things so well that you are able to teach others all about them. Even so, I have been bold enough to emphasize some of these points, knowing that all you need— is this reminder from me, for I am by God's grace a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. I bring you the good news and offer you up as a fragrant sacrifice to God, so that you might be pure and pleasing to Him by the Holy Spirit. So it is right for me to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. I dare not boast of anything else, I have brought the Gentiles to God by my message, and by the way I lived before them. I have won them over by the miracles done through me as signs from God, all by the power of God's Spirit. In this way, I have fully presented the good news of Christ, all the way from Jerusalem clear over into Illyricum. My ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard rather than where a church has already been started by someone else. I've been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures, where it says, Those who have never been told about Him will see, and those who have never heard of Him will understand. In fact, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places.
1: I want to talk to you today about defeating the Goliaths in your life. First of all, you need to know the anatomy of a Goliath. A Goliath is some situation, circumstance, pain, or problem that looms large. It's that one thing that is overwhelming. You see, a giant of a problem is something that is so big it is overwhelming in your existence not only that but we're told that you know you're facing a giant because it intimidates you because a giant of a problem creates emotional instability so that you're not able to, to to control your emotions because the Goliath that you are facing is controlling you Goliaths come in all shapes and sizes. There can be medical Goliaths, there can be relational Goliaths, there can be circumstantial Goliaths, there can be career Goliaths, there can be uh, economic Goliaths, but whatever it is, it's, it's, it's big. And the problem with this one thing that affects everything else, perhaps in your personal life, in your relationships, is that it just doesn't go away because we find out in this chapter that Goliath just kept coming back and kept coming back day after day after day it says for 40 days and that's what a Goliath does it just won't leave you alone there's no one here who has not faced a Goliath in your life this overwhelming problem that just won't go away you have either have faced a Goliath, are facing a Goliath or you're going to face a Goliath because life just happens to go that way. But whatever you happen to be facing today or may face, I actually want you to call it Goliath because if you call it Goliath then at least you know where it's going to wind up. This David comes on the scene and we know the story of David and Goliath so I have a question that I want to ask you today. How did David kill Goliath? In verse 26 we read, Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, saying, What will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? Verse 36, it reads, Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the army of the living God. Now the one thing that you will read in verse 26 and verse 36 is that they were fighting against an uncircumcised Philistine. So while all the rest of Israel was looking up here, David was looking down there and say, he ain't been to the doctor. He is an uncircumcised Philistine. That brother has not been cut. And because he hasn't been cut, it changes the nature of the battle. You see, what I would like to say to you about defeating the Goliath in your life, it always starts with a spiritual perspective of the problem. You see, if all you see is what you see, you do not see all there is to be seen. If all you are looking at is the visible physical and not the invisible spiritual, then you will not see the invisible spiritual cause of the visible physical reality of the Goliath that you now face. He began to look beyond what was causing all the rest of Israel to flee, and that was the nine-foot-six giant. And he began to look down and say, that man has not been cut. He is an uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, before the slingshot, before the stone, was a shift in his perspective, how he was looking at it. Whenever Goliath is allowed to rule in your life, God does not promise there will be no Goliaths in your life. But what God says is Goliath should not be ruling your life. They should not be running your life. And that becomes a spiritual alignment issue. It is because men refuse to be aligned under God that we have so many male problems, or women refuse to be aligned under God, that we have uh, uh, female problems leading to marriage conflicts. Adam and Eve were in conflict because they left their alignment. This can be applied to parents and children. This can be applied to your own personal life. David established an alignment, and when David established an alignment, it changed the nature of the battle because he was not looking at what everybody else was seeing. He was seeing things through a covenant, the uncircumcised Philistine, which meant Goliath does not have a covering. I have a covering, so I have divine authority, and my problem does not. When you change how you see what you see, it changes what you do with what you see. God wants to see you walk by faith, not talk by faith. He wants you to see you move by faith, not mouth by faith. He wants to see you, your life by faith, not your lip by faith. He wants to see motion. You got somebody bigger than the Goliath that you face. And if you'll come under his covenantal covering, you'll find out that under God, your Goliath must fall.